I do believe that I have a word from the Lord for you tonight. If you have your Bibles, open up to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Amen. And when you get it, if you would do be so kind to stand for the reading of God's word, not out of respect to me, but out of respect to the word of God. And how many knows that Jesus is that word? Can you say amen? And I'm going to have Sister McKenzie because y'all know me. And if I go to reading this text, I promise you, we're going to be here all night just trying to get through the text. So I'm going to let Sister McKenzie, read the text for us, and then we're going we're to get into the word of God. Would that be all right? Go ahead, sister. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and he knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, Hallelujah. and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Praise the Lord. Father, we just come before you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the ability to be here this day. Lord, we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor, God, of everything that you're doing here in this community and in our lives, oh, Lord. Lord, I ask you tonight, God, to possess this vessel with your spirit. Speak what you want spoken in the way that you'd have it to be spoken tonight, God. Lord, that we would receive what you have for us tonight, God. Lord, give us an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say directly to our lives individually tonight, God. And Lord, I thank you, I praise you, and I give you the glory and the honor, God. And Lord, all of our hope is in you, and we thank you for that, God. In the mighty name of Jesus and all God's children said, go back to verse number six for me there real quick. Y'all can be seated, praise the Lord. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will, look at somebody, that ain't the title of my message, but just hang in there. Look at somebody say, Will thou be made whole? And look at somebody else say, Will thou be made whole? Does anybody in the house want to be made whole tonight? Uh, the title of my message is tonight. Now I know it's a little different, but just hang in there. Not the Lord's will. We'll get we'll get it out the way the Lord showed me this morning. Amen. And on the way down the road, He was talking to me all the way down the road this morning. The title of my message is finding comfort in what you find. Finding comfort in your discomfort. Finding comfort in your discomfort. Come on, somebody, one more time. Finding comfort in your discomfort. I'm trying to remember too. Finding comfort in your discomfort. Can we get into it now? Hey, man, I got a 
little bit of a foundation, Brother Howard. Would that be all right? Amen. My mind, when I begin to think about this text, amen, I begin to think about, first of all, the book of John as an entire. I begin to think about how John just seems to see things a little different than the beginning of them. In the, in the beginning of all the Gospels, amen, everybody seemed to, to recognize the genealogies, amen, of Jesus. But, but John, he goes beyond, amen, Adam. He goes all the way back to in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. So that right there just kind of takes, takes my attention, amen, automatically to the book of John. And then I got to thinking, y'all just thinking that I'm just laying a foundation. I got to thinking about John chapter two, about how how he, after he did his first recorded miracle, the Bible says in John chapter two that he went down to Passover. Everybody say Passover. This is one of the three feasts that was commanded of God that all the men would keep. How many knows what I'm talking about? Amen. So then I then I just just walked along and I find myself in John chapter four. We're just laying a foundation here, Amen. And in John chapter four, we find out Jesus at the well talking to woman at the well. Most of us know the story. Amen. And, and he says, I am this living water. And if you knew who I was, you would ask of me a drink. Amen. So here we find out so far through chapter one, we find out God is God. Always was, always will be. Come on, somebody. Amen. We find out in John chapter two, he begins to bring back the Passover. Amen. Talking about it. How many knows Jesus? Jesus went to that feast. John chapter four, we find out now he's saying, not only am I the Passover, but I'm that living water. Then we get here to John chapter five, in the very first verse, amen, and it says that he went down to a feast, amen, in John five and one, it said that he went down to the feast, but brother Howard, it does not tell us what feast it is, does it? It doesn't explain to us what feast it is. Can we break it on down a little bit? I want you to understand that everything in the word of God, amen, points to Jesus. Amen, in the Old Testament, it points to Jesus. In the New Testament, it points to Jesus. So can we take a little look at it? I want you to understand, amen, here he is. Amen, he goes down to Jerusalem. Amen, unto the feast. Amen, and he goes down, amen, to the pool where there is five, everybody say five, five pools, amen, of impotent folk. Let me break it on down. Five places where people are broken. Five places might be a bunch of lepers over here because they wasn't allowed to be there. They might be a bunch of blind folk over here in this one right here. They might be a bunch of lame folk laying in that one right there. Are y'all with me? They might be a bunch of withered folk. Amen, laying in this one over here. Y'all follow me. And there's a pool right there in the middle. And the Bible says that it was called Bethsaida, which means mercy's house. But if you break it on down a little bit more, Beth means mercy. Sadia 
things over your shame, over your sickness, over your disease. Come on, somebody. They knew exactly where they was. Can I break it on down a little bit further? Let's just get on in it. I want you to understand, amen, while Jesus came walking up, I gotta throw a few little things out there. When Jesus come walking up, he looks upon this man who had been there for 38 long, miserable, broken, painful years. And the Bible says that Jesus looked upon him and seen how long he'd been laying there. Now, let me just throw a little nugget out for you, Bible readers. Amen. The man was 38. Jesus wasn't 38 yet. Ah, he's the God in the beginning and he's the God in the end. He knew how long that man had been laying there. Come on, somebody. Amen, Jesus. My, my estimate, according to the scripture that I know, was 32 years old because he started his ministry at the age of 30. The first Passover, everybody say the first, is in John chapter two. Then we find him here and it just says the feast. But can I go a little further, Brother Howard? How many knows that at the feast of Passover, amen, in John chapter 18, we're going to just stay in John tonight. In John chapter 18, verse 39, it says that God at Passover, amen, it was a Jewish law, it was a custom to release one prisoner, one person, oh, come on, representing the Passover back in Egypt. In other words, let me break it on down. To set one person free. Bethsaida, house of mercy, to cover your sin, cover your sickness, cover your disease. And the Bible says that he laid there daily. Amen. Amen. He was looking for an angel of the Lord to come down and stir the water. Come on, somebody. We're still talking about the Passover and we're talking about the water. I want you to understand that Jesus is both of those. I want you to understand tonight that they knew that they was going to be a day that that water would be stirred and one person would be set free. One person would be healed. One person, ever who was the first one in, after the water was troubled, whatever ailed them was cured. Ah, let me break it on down. Let me break it on down. Can I break it on down? John, all through the scriptures, talks about water. John, all through the scriptures, talks about the feast of God. Can I go a little further? I want you to understand in John 7, 37, it said that he went down to the Feast of Tabernacles. See, he named that feast. He said the Feast of Tabernacles. And Jesus, on the last day, Amen. That great day of the peace stood up and cried aloud. He said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Again, we find John talking about the water. We find John talking about what goes on at the 
peace. Uh, Y'all just hang in there with me. Uh, A little bit later, uh, amen, we find John, uh, I believe it's chapter 10, Brother Howard. Uh, Oh, yes, let me back on up there. Uh, We find in John uh, chapter 8 and 9, we find the blind man. Uh, How many knows what I'm talking about? We find the blind man. Uh, Amen, and he's sitting, uh, amen, by uh, by the temple of God. He didn't go in. Uh, He's sitting by it. Come on, somebody. And Jesus walks by, puts clay in his eyes, tells him to go down and wash in the pool of Salaam. We find him again. And the Bible says that the Salam, Salam meant sent. We know who was sent. It was a rock with running water in it. We know who the rock is. We know who the living water is. Everything points to Jesus. Can you say amen? So here, we go a little further. Amen. And and that time, the blind man was healed. Then in John, amen, we find out at night, Amen. That Jesus once again goes to the feast of Passover. So two Passovers in John is mentioned. The first one and the last one. This would be number two. Can I break it on there? Can I show you? Because there was one person that was going to get set free. In every Passover, one person got set free up until Christ died. We all had opportunity. Ah, come on. To step into that water. He that believeth on me. Any believers in the house He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said. Can I go a little further? Are you bored with me? I want you to understand. Hey, man, Jesus looks upon this man, and he's been there 38 long years, and go to verse number six. Hey, man, and Jesus looks on him and said that he knew how long he had been there. Hey, man, and he said, will thou be made whole? Now, that's kind of a dumb question. And I mean, man, I've been laying here 38 years on this little rug we call bed. And you walk up and you ask me, will thou be made whole? I mean, come on. What what do you think I'm laying here for? Can I go a little further? See, the man had got comfortable in his discomfort. Let me break it on down. And Brother Howard, can I, can I go a little further? How many knows that broken people likes hanging with broken people? Poor people like hanging with poor people. Come on, let's just be real. Let's just be real. Rich folk hang with rich folk. See, what happens is we get comfortable no matter where we at. And we get comfortable in our discomfort and we don't see it way out. Uh, let me go a little further. Can I go a little further, Brother Howard? See, they, they, they was two blind men together, right? Uh, hey, man, uh, uh, 
Son of David, have mercy on them. They was 10 lepers. Why was they 10? Why wouldn't they know blind folk with the leper? Because the blind folk couldn't understand the leprosy and the leprosy couldn't understand the blind. The lame couldn't, oh, come on, somebody. You hang with the, you know, it don't take long to find out who you are. All I got to do is see who you hang with. Now, preacher, you're judging. Take a look at it yourself. And what happens is they create their own little culture. What happens is uh, they, they, they can't see past what it is. So they get comfortable in their misery. They get comfortable in the mess that's in their life. And they just say, well, that's just the way it is. But if some of the blind get over here with the lepers, I'm getting ready to preach. And the lepers could say, oh, could you see that? Next thing you know, they're going to want to see more. Let me break it up. I've been broke, busted, and disgusted before. Didn't have two, two nickels to rub together. Come on, somebody. I've lived, amen, in a car. I've lived in a pump house over top of a little building, and it was home to me. But while I was there, I didn't know nobody else that wasn't. So I was comfortable there. It was okay. I ain't talking about nobody. You just to get the message. But in the back of my mind, I remembered when my daddy was alive and we had a nice two-story house and a big pond. In the back of my mind, I could remember something better than where I was. And that's what gave me hope. How many knows as long as you hang with the same type of people that you are, you're going to get comfortable in your misery. You're going to get comfortable in your discomfort. That's why I like to surround my folk with somebody that's got more than me. I ain't talking about physical. That's all right. I'm talking about in the spirit. I want more. I want more than what I got. I'm not happy where I am. I want some more anointing. I want some more healing. I want some more prosperity. I'm talking about in the spirit. I ain't worried about this stuff. I want more, Brother Howard. I want more understanding of the word of God. I want more of the word of God in my life working inside of me that I can go to somebody that's blind. Say, let me tell you about this man called Jesus. John chapter 9. I once was blind, but now I see. But we get comfortable in our discomfort. We get comfortable in our lifestyle. Because everybody around us is there. We connect to the same type of people. That's why God's people needs to connect to the Because Jesus said, the Lord has anointed me this day to preach the gospel <laughs> to heal the sick, to open up the blinded eye, to set the captive free. 
And everywhere Jesus went, there was somebody. His life changed. And the blind man would hear about Jesus and cry and say, have mercy on me. I'm not comfortable where I'm at anymore. And the lepers would see Jesus and they knew nobody else could help him. But this man was different than everybody else. And they cried out, have mercy on me. But we get so comfortable. Uh, I'm going to preach. We get so comfortable. I'm not going to shout, but I'm going to preach. We get so comfortable coming to church, but nothing changes. We get comfortable laying by the pool. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. He is that living water. He's here now. And we get so comfortable in coming to church, we don't even recognize that he's here to change your situation. He's here to change your life. He's here to turn you around. He's here to open up your eyes. He's here to to mend your brokenness. Amen. Whether it's physical or spiritual, either one. He is here. He is that living water. He is the Passover. He is the Feast of Tabernacle. He is the dedication feast. You know John even mentioned that. John seemed to have something about these feasts. John seemed to have something about the water flowing. Brother Howard talked about it flowing from the threshold today. Ezekiel Talks about it flowing. We need to recognize the water is the pool of Salam. Sent one is here. That living water down in that rock that gives you peace that surpasses all understanding. It's here. That can give you joy. It's here. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand tonight, you don't have to stay defeated. I want you to understand tonight, you don't have to stay in the situation you're, yes, Lord, I heard you. You don't have to stay with your mind being troubled. It's in here again. You don't have to stay there. Let me, let me, let me, can I go a little further? Can I go a little Going to the pool won't change. Preacher, ain't you kind of contradicting yourself? No, you need to get in the water. See, the lame, uh, the lame man laid, hey, let's say the pool's right here. Hey, man, and, and here's the porch going down to the pool. And the lame man, y'all hanging with me. The lame man, you don't see me? Lame man come up and had somebody put him out here. 50 feet, it was 50 feet from the porches to the water. And I guarantee you, he laying with a bunch of other lame men because they knew how each other felt. They could sit and talk about it. They could connect with one another. Over there, the blind people, they can't see to get in. They could work together. 
if we understand that I don't care what kind of mess you're in, we can work together. Ha! I don't care how you live, God can still use you. Boy, I felt that religion. See, we need to get rid of that religious spirit. See, the lame man, Brother Howard, he laid back here, and that's why Jesus walked up and said, will you be made whole? Let me break it on down. If I was lame, and I wanted in the water, when the angel come down and stirred it, at a certain time, how many knows that certain, we got into that the other day, means an appointed time set by God. How many knows that there was appointed time every Passover to set somebody free? If it was Passover and I was lame and I wanted healed, I wouldn't have them lay me back there. Because the first one that stirred when it was stirred, the first one in got healed. I would have been hanging with my toe in the water. Lay me right there where I can reach over. Will thou? Let me break it on there. Will thou be made whole? What you doing back here? Let me preach to you. Will that be made whole? What you doing back there? The altar represents a meeting place with God all through the scriptures. The prayer represents the incense going up to heaven. The angels in heaven take those answered incense, those prayers, and take them before God. And God said, now go do what they ask you to do. What you doing back there? When you say you need God to change something that you're tired of living that way for. I'm preaching what you doing back there away from that stirring? Now don't, I know you can get saved in a car. I know you can get healed in the car. You can be in the shower. You can be, listen, you can be sitting on the throne in the bathroom. I'm just being real. God is everywhere. I understand that. But when you come to the house of God, this is a meeting place. That's why Abraham had a meeting place with God. That's why Joshua had an altar that he built. Every man of God would build an altar and go there and meet with God. Stay back here. We don't want to look desperate. What would them blind folk think of me that can't even see me? We don't want to look like we really need God. We, we want to look like everything's okie dokie in our lives. We want to look like we ain't got no problem. Even when we broken. Even when we had a mess in our life for years. 
we don't want to come to the altar because of what somebody might think. I mean, the lame man could have laid right there. If it was Passover, and I knew that somebody was going to be healed, I'd have my hand laying in the water the whole time, waiting, waiting for the stirring of the water to make sure that I was the first one in that water. How many knows what I'm saying? But we get so comfortable. We get comfortable addicted to drugs. Even though we know we're broken. We get comfortable. And you know, can I go a little further? You know, we, we, we want to talk about heroin. We want to talk about meth. Let's talk a little bit about alcohol. Can we? Because you don't hear about that no more. And you know what? Can I break it on down? Can I show you that everybody wants to hang with what they are? Because how many knows or was one? You ain't got to raise your hand if you don't. A drunk. And then you say, well, bless the Lord. I don't take no drugs, though. How many's heard that? Come on. How many? Well, I ain't never, I, no, I never touch it. Never, I've never took a pill. Never smoked. But like, Never, never, I never, I never, I never done any of that bad stuff. Cause we'll hang with the drunks, cause we're drunk. Oh, don't y'all, y'all ain't got to shake your head. No, I don't really know. You ain't got to raise your head. And then the drag said, "Well, at least I ain't down there like that old drunk." Nobody's saying, oh, they know what he's talking about. So, uh, but how many knows what I'm saying? We have the tendency to hang with what we are. And if we never hang with something different than what we are, we will never become nothing different. Oh, I'm preaching. We must transform our minds we must renew our minds and I can't renew my mind when I'm seeing the same thing over and over and over I can't free of it if I'm laying there for 38 years I, I gotta, gotta rise up that's why Jesus told him rise up let me break it on there what you talking about I'm lame Get up and do something you ain't never done. You probably ain't even tried in the last 30 years. Oh, I'm preaching now. I've been addicted to this for so long, I just, when was the last time you tried? You know, don't make me go there, Lord. You don't. Okay. You know me, I'm just listening. 
you know, all y'all good citizens out there talk, thinking about well, that drunk and that drug addict. Okay, what about you getting on pornography every night? You'll hang with that type of folk because it's okay with them. Oh, I'm preaching to you. Don't make me get up in y'all's business. It's not yet. Look straight ahead and I'll not know it's you. But we have the tendency to look on other folk. And not look at our own mess. And that's why we're still in a mess. We're looking at other folks' mess. We need to look at our own mess. I need to work out my own salvation with fear and trembling. That's up to you to work out yours. It's up to you to work out yours. It's up to you. I can't work out yours or yours or yours. I got to work out mine. And I know this. I'm not going to stay in the same place for 38 years. I refuse to stay in the same mentality of what I used to be. I refuse to stay in the same situation that I used to be. Because through Christ, all things become possible to those that believe. Does anybody in here believe that you can be free? For whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Any free folk in the house. We had the tendency to get comfortable in our discomforts. Come on, let's be real. We get, yes, Lord, I hear you. We get comfortable with lying to people all the time, and you, and, oh my, my. And, you, and you know you do, but you still do it, and then, and you think, why am I even saying this? But you still it just you get believe it. Next thing you know, you start believing yourself. Don't y'all act like I ain't talking. First thing we got to do is be honest with us. Come on, somebody, don't make me get in nobody else's business, Lord. <laughs> How many knows what I'm talking about? I, I don't want to be in the same place. You know what? I don't even want to be in the same place tomorrow as what I am today. Because, because what happens is when you start gathering around the same folk, everything just sits still and you just don't, and the water's just sitting there and it's not troubled. And it gets stagnant. Can I go a little further? Y'all bored yet? I, 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 I hate to tell you, but when you get set free, People not gonna like you. The crowd that you was with, they gonna get jealous of you because you got out and they still laying back there. Is that all right? They're going to get jealous of you and they're going to start to hate on you because now you're walking around and I'm still laying back there. Now you can see and I can't see. Now you're, now you're free, but I'm not free. I, I'm still laying in the same mess and here you are. Why you? Because I got in the water. I like it. I like it. 
I tell you, I like it. Praise the Lord. It's good. He said, taste of me and see if I'm good. Come on, somebody. I, I want you to understand that when you start to pray, can I, can I go a little further, Brother Howard? Is it all right with you? See, Jesus tells him, he said, take up thy bed and walk. Go do something that you ain't even tried for a while. Oh, no, Lord, don't take me into all that. Go do something that you haven't done for a while. Try something, that's right. Try something out of your ordinary. Uh, When you come to the pool, and the spirit stirring. Don't just sit. I'm, I'm trying not to. Don't just sit in the same place every service and do the same thing and act the same way and not move a little different than what you did last week, or you're stuck right there where you at. Because you got to pick up your bed and walk. And then as soon as he did, and you know that, can I go a little further? Jesus tells him, pick up your bed and walk. Known as the Sabbath. Known as against the law of the Sabbath to carry that thing. Knowing it was against the law for him to walk very far. And Jesus looked at me and said, take up your bed and walk. The sea, Howard touched on a little bit. Everything in the natural is not the same in the spirit. Some of y'all won't get this. There'll be a few of you. I want you to understand that it wasn't the Sabbath. I know it says it was. And it was in the natural. But in the spirit, the Sabbath ain't got here yet. That's why Jesus knew he wasn't no law. He come to fulfill the law. They were looking at the law of the letter. He was looking at the law of the spirit. Ah! Jesus tells him, pick up your bed and walk. Let me, can I break it on down? Carry. What used to hold you down? Can I break it on a little bit more? You are overcome by the word of your testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Tell them about where Jesus brought you from. Let them know what you used to lay in. Let them know you ain't got to lay in that no more. Let them know you ain't got to lay in that depression anymore. Let them know you ain't got to lay in that oppression anymore. Let them know you ain't got to lay in that sickness anymore, that disease anymore, that troubled mind anymore, that lying spirit anymore, that jealousy anymore, that gossip spirit anymore. Let them know you ain't got to lie in that stuff anymore because if you can just listen to the Lord and come to the pool while the water's stirred, 
We got come to the well back there. Put that, get that ready. Come to the well. Hit the Lord. If we can understand the spirit and understand in the spirit of God, Brother Howard, when the anointing of God is in this pool, if we just do something that we've never done, We just trust God to do something that we need set free from. If we would come to the pool, faith believing, I promise you, the next time you come to church, see, last time he stayed outside at the, at the porch, but after he got healed, after he got made whole, then he made his way in. <laughs> okay, in his past. Now, I know we forget our past, but every now and then, we need to let everybody know what God's done for us. Every now and then, we need to let everybody know, hey, I used to do drugs. Hey, man, that used to have a hold of me, but now I got a hold on it. I used to be a drunk. It had a hold on my life, but now I got a hold of it. Come on, somebody. I want you to understand tonight, God wants to set you free. 